after another brief hiatus, we return to our Superman retrospective. Sir, we're always on hiatuses. Yeah, with these with these DC retrospectives, we definitely space them out. But we're very happy now to be talking about Apocalypse now. Because uh, this is definitely one of the more standout ones I've seen so far from this series. I don't know if I should be happy about this or not, given the title. <laughs> oh, because it's a little bit of a silly title? <laughs> no, not the silly title. I'm just talking about it's called Apocalypse Now. So does that imply the movie happening or just like it's the apocalypse? First off, I've made several mistakes uh, when regarding these. We've watched. Sure. I, I know it's actually four Superman, the animated series episodes. But really, I, I think in my speed in our speed demons one, which you released recently, mm-hmm. I think it was on. I think we did that in February. Uh, our speed demons one. I know I mentioned like, oh, we've done like two of these or whatever. No, we did. I forgot we did with Jason before we did the Green Lantern one in brightest day. Oh, yes. Son of a gun. I completely forgot about that. Another another team up one. Yeah. Almost, I guess, the unofficial start to this retrospective. Yeah, it certainly was. <laughs> but here we are again. Yes, here we are again. I will try, try to hold myself back with this, with my, with my complaints. Oh, interesting. Oh, you got some complaints for this one. I'm not gonna. Well, we'll see. I'm not gonna complain. I'm, I'll, I'll try not to talk about it uh, again because this this is a different take on Superman. This is an adaptation and. People could easily like comment and throw me under the bus for saying you knucklehead, you've you if you like um, Last Airbender, then how come you don't like this? Oh, jeez, yes. Oh boy, and I've had to listen to that podcast to like five times, and every time I listen to it, the more I'm like, man, I just do not get the movie that he saw. I just I don't understand. We we watched the same movie, but we did not watch the same movie. So it's because my brain's. <laughs> equivalent to a snail i don't know to oh, no reference it's... our uh whatever uh what was that one called um prisoner female prisoner scorpion uh be kill kill beast or whatever it was be stable that's what it was yeah, be stable to reference that one from before no everyone's got different tastes i i, I even was like i I, under, I definitely relate to some of these things that you're saying are good but overall, I can't see how those in any way um, overpower how bad the rest of it is. But, but again, different strokes, different strokes, different but. strokes. Again, this is a different. This is an adaptation. I mean, it goes back way back to our Justice League stuff, uh, our t- TV show stuff. Excuse me, not any of the direct-to-video movies or the OVA. Excuse me, none of that stuff. Yeah, and I will be. I will be very interested to hear your complaints with this because I super enjoyed it. Just to give myself away at the top, but. But I guess we should probably jump into it. Yes. So we can, uh, yeah. Of course. Ladies, gentlemen, those in between and those unaffiliated, if you're wanting to hear an intellectually stimulating conversation about this, uh, these, these, these here two-parter, you're probably not going to hear it in this, in this uh, year, by this year. But tune in about 10 years from now when we do our DCAU retrospective on our other channel. <laughs> yeah, more in-depth. Well, yeah, more in depth than we'll do the for the, the bending the elements uh, format where we just fast and loose, mm-hmm. we pause it every like you know two second mark because I have like something <laughs> to talk about the background. <laughs> mm-hmm. But for for this episode today, I guess we'll we'll hit play in three, two, one, play. If you have illegally purchased copies of this, Darkseid will find you. He will know. Yep. And here we get our little intro again. 
Green. And I do think this intro is just great. Really sets the table well for a Superman show. I just realized that like Krypton turned green uh, when it blew up. That's genius. Oh, yes, that's that is good. That's yeah. utter genius. Like <laughs> there thing one that I didn't even realize about complete and utter geniusness. Yeah, but I, I guess maybe jumping again a little bit, but we see a lot of Clark Kent stuff in this little opening. I thought it was interesting that we almost don't get any Clark Kent at all in this two-parter. It's all Superman. Uh, to be fair, I'll, I'll, I'll give it this. It's the season finale. Well, a penultimate. Penultimate finale, finale, but still. Yeah, this is almost like a four-parter with Little Girl Lost. That's very much in the aftermath of this, but but they did separate them into two. Okay, you're... Oh, wait. I guess you're correct on that one. Yeah. Well, Apocalypse Now. We have this little... I do love the just the look of this city, but for whatever reason, that building just looks ominous. I guess it's the police station, maybe? But something about it looks... <laughs> Uh, it's some secure location. Potentially, yeah, it's the police station. And I've got a story by Bruce Tim and written by our old buddy, Vit, Rit, Vitch, fuck, Rich Fogel. <laughs> Vitch Fogel. <laughs> it's the Vitch. It's Vitch, too. <laughs> I'll ask you about Northman later. Oh, yes. Oh, man. My question is, what's Rich doing these days? I guess to quote Caleb, is he dead? <laughs> <laughs> he's not been he's not i haven't seen his name in anything recently is he dead yeah i don't remember maybe we talked about it when we covered the uh, justice league stuff but it's been so long i don't want to go back and yep. listen to my commentary right the second since we're in the middle that's of it right now that's fair and oh my goodness after the after uh what is it first off i thought this was an invisible vehicle but after the fact of knowing the tribute in the second episode, I just realized mm. who Dan here looks like. I'm like, why didn't I see it before? Oh, you think he looks like Kirby? It's it. Have you seen a, it, like a, a photo of Kirby before? I think only in like the, I mean, maybe not, but when he was like really old and dying, <laughs> maybe that's, I think I've seen like maybe younger photos when he's like in his forties or I something. I think in uh in comic tropes i think he has multiple images of him every now and then whenever he does an episode on him or something pertaining to him excuse me sure and like i'm i'm just like dan, like like dan turn up here like looks looked like had a striking uh feature or his his face looked different and i'm just like that's pretty unique i'll say that not that uh, thankfully this show there's no like six voice okay just because i say like oh thankfully they don't have six uh faces it's a bad thing okay sorry let's get back to what's happening here so uh mm -hmm. inside this vault and or whatchamacallit it's uh i guess the police or whomever he call him a what was dan is he gonna they call him inspector i believe uh um, i think so yeah got a bunch of like confiscated loot and or money whatever tainted money i believe got it in here and then like you know the generic swat troopers show up um and the lady I know is yeah, Maggie Sawyer. I'm blanking on her name right now. Mag Maggie Sawyer. Thank you. Yeah, Maggie Sawyer. And she was in, I didn't realize she was in Superman this like far back because in Flash season two, she's introduced as Barry Allen's girlfriend. Oh, okay, cool. Which I didn't know about. <laughs> Or I didn't I didn't realize until but and then I read some Flash New Fifty Two stuff and she's in there as well. I'm like, 
well, son of a gun, that's where she comes from. Then I realized, no, she's classic comic book character. Shows you how much I don't know. Yeah, I'd, I'd never heard of that character or uh, Dan. Was it was it Turpin, did you say? Turpin, yeah. I I, 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 said, I said Turnip. I'm like, sorry. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> but Turpin himself, yeah, I think he's... Yeah, that name rings a bell to me. So I know he's hmm. a Superman cast member. And I don't just mean in the show. I believe he's also uh, in the comics. Oh, okay. I know we could go look that up, but I'm not going to. <laughs> yeah, when I looked up the uh, who played him, like the actor... I looked him up on the uh, the wiki, whatever that is, the little DC wiki, and it did show like a, a comics picture when I clicked on Dan Turpin. So I was like, oh, okay, I guess he was, uh, I guess he showed up in that stuff, but I'd never heard of him before. Oh, but now we're seeing the destruction of the city and each shot. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. So, and these two goons that are in generic goon garb, are, are, well, scientist armor, excuse me, or clothing uh he they, they come in this like really interesting hover tank and show up and you know of course steal the cat steal the cash with the truck and all the generic SWAT guys just shoot blindly at it not blindly but they just shoot at, with almost no aim to them and same with dan maggie gets caught in the crossfire a bunch of rebel tops down topples onto her Dan goes to help her. She's now in the emergency room. Superman comes in. Um, goons fire back with a bomb of some sort and then do the actual smart thing and have a ultrasonic device that really like damages Superman's hearing, but probably should make everybody in the entire city deaf. Mm-hmm. And also there should be people with glass shards in their eyes right now, but we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> And that sound was super annoying. Just I was like, oof, I got to turn my volume down a little bit with that thing. Golly, it's they got that <laughs> likeness down perfectly. Holy smokes. <laughs> like this is literally like, yeah, this is Jack Kirby in the style of Bruce Tim. That's interesting. Oh, that's cool. I got to go look. Golly, him up. I hope his I hope his family's actually. Yeah, <laughs> I hope his family is like, you know, proud of this. Yeah, and I I mean, every time I watch an episode of this show, the animation level, it's just such a step above what the justice league series was and a lot of other shows that i've seen i think they're really at a, a high level with how good their city and stuff looks and i think the character designs are fairly good especially for superman himself superman just looks just perfect i think for what a superman image should look like indeed i think this this show was more on paper than the uh than, than ultimate or uh, ultimate sorry uh unlimited or you know just justice league we're on oh yeah i'm looking at jack kirby right now yeah i can see it yeah <laughs> that's that's the king for you man that is that is definitely the king yeah and it was it was great putting the dedication there because this episode's yeah so much informed by his kind of stuff it's nice to see it well i mean yeah here's his creation right here for pit's sake yeah yeah, basically everyone, because he did make Dark Side as well, right? It was him. It was it was he. Yeah. I mean, he first started. Okay, so Eternals is afterwards, right? Yeah, so Eternals is after he leaves, but he starts off. Son of a gun! What does he start off with in Marvel? Um, dang it! Comic Tropes did a really good episode on this, where he like discussed what? his like trilogy of, like. Be yeah i don't even remember now just in terms of like space stuff you mean or space, yeah it's space odyssey basically oh interesting which he also wrote or no, he also drew which is amazing oh yes i want that so bad oh man 
I've been looking for that for a number of years. So here's Clark Kent, by the way, sir. Yeah. I think this is maybe the only scene we get of him. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah, and I always do love the the Clark Kent look in this series and his banter with Lois, I think, is usually pretty fun. So I was kind of like, oh, I wish we got more of him. But it was such kind of an epic scope story. I, I feel like Superman need to be the one at the forefront. So it makes sense. Oh, especially this part here when, you know, you know, when, when um, uh, that that pictures guy, the, 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 the film picture, film distributor or film production company shows up uh, when he does that fake out. It's amazing. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I remember which one you're meaning. What did it just happen? Or? Well, this guy right here, the film, the film production company, this guy right here. Orion? Yeah. Maybe, maybe we're not in sync. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, am I missing a joke here? Or, <laughs> Well, film production company. What's this guy's name? Oh, oh come on. <laughs> oh, boy. That's... That's the only time I saw Superman with his white irises. Not irises, his white, mm. I don't know, whatever it's called. Yeah, that's that is interesting. So, Doctor Hamilton is that Emil Hamilton? I don't know. I'm assuming it's Emil, yeah. But I'm trying to remember. So I assume this is Star Labs. Oh yeah, I don't know if we see anything about it, but yeah, and Orion. I'm I'm sure I've seen like his images places, but I couldn't place exactly what his role was and where I've seen it before. I don't think he's popped up in anything that we've covered at this point he's in unlimited i don't know if he's in justice league at all he probably is but he's in unlimited voiced by ron perlman surprisingly i think this i think this at first i thought this was perlman but no it's not but i think this guy does a very good job uh voicing him yeah especially once we get to the second episode just a great cast for this this two-parter so weird that his uh that his outfit his shorts looks like the uh in the style of uh, oh crap! What's his name again? Oof. What's going on tonight? Uh, yeah. I guess while you're thinking of it, I'll I'll talk about this bit. Yeah, please do. This whole the changing of the aspect ratio as we look back in this kind of this past is it him just telling them or is it like a computer showing them? Yeah, it's the mother box showing them. Mother box. There you go. Uh, Darwin Cook, by the way, Darwin Cook, the way Darwin Cook draws uh, superheroes with their uh, kind of like oh, swim yeah. shorts. Not, I can not see swim that. shorts, but you know what I mean, right? Yep. But just the, the change of aspect ratio, this narration, you can really feel them taking this thing seriously. There's no, this isn't a lighthearted kind of story. This is a very serious kind of event happening. And seeing these images of like the, the slave people, like all this getting pretty pretty heavy. Well, in the, even in the beginning, we saw uh, we saw Superman have blood coming in from his nose and ears. Yep, that's and right here you see this guy like shooting energy blasts from his fist, and you can see like blood coming out of him. Yeah, this is dark and fantastic animation. This little short short film little section is this is some top tier stuff for TV animation. Just gorgeous. Like this is, yeah, this is for American TV animation. Excuse me. This is American TV. Yes. Especially <laughs> the time. Oh man. It's so funny that all farther looks like, uh, what's his name? Zardoz. No, something. <laughs> well, kind of, kind of like that almost. Oh, and there's that really granny. hoping that great. Yeah. I really hope granny goodness is not the one who, uh, <laughs> took it or was, was dark sides made or else that's, that's a horrible thought. It seemed like they were, yeah, I don't know, a little too, a little too close there. 
I really hope not. <laughs> um, I think my okay, my meta complaint here. I got a meta complaint. This is really weird. Um, sure. My meta complaint is that this, retroactively speaking, speaking from 2022, this ruins uh, Jack Kirby's stuff slightly in only that he takes, uh, basically now every like single like kid and or writer for dc ever now associates dark side with superman when in the original like new gods and new genesis that was never the case yeah i i guess that's fair maybe i just don't know enough about dark side's comic origins or what he does in the modern era again like is he go all watch comic tropes episode on that oh, okay because i i tend to associate him with the justice league but maybe Maybe that's erroneous. I don't know. Maybe he's more of a Superman villain. Think of think of the old gods or the sorry the old gods. Think of the new gods almost as uh, Watchmen and or um, Stormwatch or the Authority. Think of it like that, uh, oh, okay. or 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 John Constantine, excuse me, and or the Sandman, where Sandman is clearly like related to DC material. But it's not in the DC universe, save for what happened in Dark Knights uh, Metal. Excuse me. Um, mm. So you're saying it? It feels kind of wrong having him so integrated with the regular DC world. Well, it's it was never a part of like the DC canon itself. It was just like it just happened to be done in DC Comics. Does that make sense? And then they merged it into DC Comics, like their their main like continuity. Yeah, and I don't know when the New Gods was written, but was it post-crisis that they added him? Or? Uh, it was pre-crisis. Oh, pre-crisis that he became a part of the regular universe? I don't know about that, but like, I mean, Kirby wrote him, wrote him in like, I think 70-something. Yeah, I was just curious when uh, when they started integrating him, because if it was post-crisis, I mean... You, That's you a can, good question. I mean, everything changes there, so you can give it a pass. Yeah, everything changes there. No, you're, you're not wrong. I don't even think Darkseid was... Oh, I haven't read Crisis in, since 2015, so I don't even remember <laughs> if uh, if that if he's in there or not. Probably a panel or two. I don't remember if he's in either, but I'm sure everyone popped. Okay. Up. Anyway, sorry. This is yeah. Let's yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. This is uh. So basically, Orion comes in. Basically, it's almost like Terminator in a way. It's like warning you, hey, like Terminator's coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dark side is is coming, um, and he's gonna. I have I I have the means to kind of like battle him because my mother box because he has mother box tech he's gonna uh, fight mm-hmm. you with mother box tech so it's like I, I can help you with this and we see superman jobbing again um and we see orion you know having his moment this is mm-hmm. similar team up and i'm gonna just let it go for now because adaptation um i have a slight problem here in, in, a, in a quick second you'll you'll see why don't worry so superman does the you know the superman thing uh where at least in what they get right, excuse me, is he will, you know, not let anybody die. Um, mm-hmm. And that is that is definitely Superman. So in in personality wise, they get it perfectly down. But here, uh, Ryan, like, you know, just starts shooting uh, this other tank, this other tank that's attacking uh, Shinnok base. I'll say Shinnok base, but I forget what it's uh, what the airport's called, but the base, basically. Um, it blows up the other tank. Superman doesn't say anything. What the heck? Uh, maybe, maybe he just had more in his mind. He didn't feel like being the moral <laughs> arbiter at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. 
Yeah, I don't feel like there's always a need to, you know, bitch at him like, hey, you shouldn't do that. They constantly do that in Doctor Who and that bothers me sometimes. So maybe that's where it's coming from. Wait, modern or old? More modern. Yeah, we'll see. But but, but modern doesn't count. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is, you know, it is what it is. But oh, I like that. Fires the bullet right back into the... See, look at that. Boom. (laughs) Like those guys yep. are dead. Those guys are clearly dead. That's great that Superman saved who he could. And Superman saves the guy there, but he doesn't save the guys in there inside the tanks. Well, it was too late for the for the inside of the tank, I would think. Also, apparently, this guy here, this uh, the Stooge of Dark Sides, apparently was a recurring character in the season or the series. Excuse me. Oh, cool! Oh, this power plant shot—that was a beautiful piece of animation with the water glimmering. This is some gorgeous stuff. I think but, it's okay. But on the that would have been super cool with... Uh, oh, really? Oh, you weren't then? Oh, okay. Well, I was super impressed. I that. think that's always how some of the like uh, location... Not shots, but what do you call it? That's that's kind of what the location uh, setups are kind of like sometimes. Yeah, and are you watching yours in HD or... I think it's or, HD. Uh, standard definition. Oh, okay, I well. believe it's HD. Well, I thought it was a super polished image, that, that one shot. Okay, well, trust me. Once we do it... Uh, it says Shinnok, so it's I, I don't want to say Shinnok from Mortal Kombat, but Airbase. Why can't it be Eris Fairways? Eris. Yeah. <laughs> or Eris Airfield. Ferris Airfield, come on. Pretty sure Darwin Cook was working on Superman, I think. I don't remember now. Oh, I, I don't know anything about him. If he was working on that, that'd be cool. I know he was working with DC Animation uh, in the 90s. And he, and he was oh. working on some DC, uh, Justice League stuff and in the in the early aughts as well. Oh, cool. Oh, and I meant to mention earlier, when I was watching this episode, so much of it was just making me think of that, uh, the Zack Snyder or the Joss Whedon Justice League. We'll get to that. We'll get to that in the second part. <laughs> let's 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 get let's save that here. Sure, sure. Uh, I know. But I do you want to finish your sentence? Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, basically, uh bud guy bad bad bud guy over there was uh stooge's dark side uh has some parademons with him and uh is taking over a nuclear facility in the middle of an ocean or at least you know in the middle of someplace uh in the ocean somewhere and that can't be good and then orion's not so happy i think he revealed that he is dark side's son I don't think so. Or yeah, and um, that he, if Superman needs his help, use his tracker, and yeah, I'll be there. Yep, pretty much. And now this guy's firing off this little uh, little bomb thing. He's setting it up. I yep. don't know how. I guess so. I love how it's an A. It's a very weird A. Yeah, <laughs> the funny looking little pair of demons in the back just staring at it. Like, yeah, what's this thing? We don't know. We're kind of dumb. They kind of look a little cute, which they is kind of sad, <laughs> which is what you don't want. You don't want them to look cute. They do look a little cute. They look a little humorous. Yep. I love the fact that this hologram of Darkseid still has power. Like, he still has influence, like, this far away from, you know, where between Apocalypse and Earth. This is amazing. Puts puts Luke to shame in Last Jedi. <laughs> and I like that even... Even if the design for Darkseid can look a little comical at, at times, depending on the the framing of him, I still think he's got a good good design to him, and he has an air of ominous uh, quality surrounding him. An absolute unit. <laughs> and Michael Ironside, of course, lends a lends a lot of that kind of menace to the deliveries. So First helps. time voicing him, by the way. Oh, okay, cool. Hmm. Oh, I was okay. This is not this is not like 
angry at um this is no minor nit- not nitpick but this is just me being angry in general uh being an angry old man uh angry old 27 year old i did not like the fact that when he like ripped that engine like he revved the engine first it started mm-hmm. i'm like come on i was having problems with uh, starting a leaf blower this morning or today and then <laughs> it it went out of gas i'm like yes it the the, the idle cr- crapped in and it's like okay good so it stops and then like he does it again does it again does it, and finally it starts i'm like okay that's that's actually realistic but anyway yeah and then uh big boom <laughs> to be continued which i guess the guy died in i guess he did yeah yeah uh, but yeah here at the end credits It'll say his name, so I'll probably remember what it is. But yeah, I'm pretty sure he's a returning like cast member, or at least character. Bruno something I saw. Bruno, that's right. Yes, Bruno, thank you. I guess we don't talk about him. Oh, that's cool. That would have been a, a fun thing to watch at the time and yeah, see his character siding with this. And then, yeah, that'd, that'd be cool. And how- And definitely I got the sense that uh, maybe that um, Dan Turpin was, was kind of maybe a recurring character. A little bit. Oh yeah, I mean, he wasn't in the first episode, as I recall, and he wasn't in the uh, Green Lantern episode, or nor the Speed Demons episode. Now I don't remember no. like what episodes those were. Actually, might be me neither. Find out quickly. <laughs> uh, let's see. We did that. Um, well, just for you doing that, I'll do this little Speed Demons is season two, episode four. So I guess he could have been in that, uh, and. Yeah, I don't remember seeing him. Brightest Day is season three, episode seven, so he probably would have not been in there. But let's get away from that and into the next one. Yeah, I'm over at timestamp zero. But right before we start, I'll give this little, because uh, I, don't, I don't know where I'm going to fit it in. So, of course, Michael Ironside shows up in Smallville. He plays Sam Lane, and he's pretty much only in it for season four. But he comes back for, I think, two episodes in season ten during the big dark side plot. And he's all on the side of like, we need to create a registration act for these vigilantes. We need to take them down. Oh golly. And that's the secret influence of dark side trying to poison the world with trying to hate their heroes. And so I thought it was kind of humorous that he's falling in line with dark side's plan in that series, even though he doesn't realize that's what he's doing. Oh man. You saying that and like any person who probably watched, uh, who watched season 10 of Smallville with the superhero register, superhuman register, I guess superhero registration act is probably like, if they're a Marvel fan, they're probably killing themselves just because of the whole, like the whole civil war storyline. Mm-hmm. Some people wanted it to be scrolls that were like influencing this act to happen. But so, so for them to say like an alien influence was the thing that started a superhero registration act. That's, that's just so funny. Even though there always was a registration act, it was called the Mutant Registration Act. <laughs> yeah, and just to mention this, this is also a little funny and also very strange because most of Smallville was not particularly political at all. Then out of nowhere in season 10, it becomes super hard left and all the right wingers are people under the influence of Dark Side, and they're fueling hate and fear because Dark Side's controlling them. Uh, it's a very strange choice. <laughs> Good allegory, I guess. I don't. Know. <laughs> um, it it could have been more interesting if it didn't come completely out of nowhere and suddenly be like, "Whoa!" Like, why are we suddenly going like so hard on the, this weird politics stuff? And it's like, "Oh, I guess it's dark side." Okay, but <laughs> hey, and um, I forgot to ask, and you're going solo number one. <laughs> Sounds like a book. Uh, did uh for uh Mr. Cronenberg, 
how many other mm. films was Ironside in? Oh, or was it, or was it just um, Scanners or not Scanners? What is? Uh... Yeah, I think it was just Scanners. I don't remember. Okay, he may have popped up in the the Dead Zone, but I can't remember for sure. I'd have to go back, but but anyway, I guess we should uh, continue on. Yeah, sorry, that's that's a shame. I thought he was gonna be a recurring character for or a character, a recurring actor in his, but I guess not. No, sadly. Hey, maybe he'll show up in Crimes of the Future. Coming out later this year, apparently. All right. Well, I gotta go see that one with you. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> sure. Back to this. Um, well, I guess we're still here. We're not like this is not two parts. This is well, it's two parts, but it's not. It's the same episode. So, um, yeah. I hope we've rambled and monologued on long, long enough for everybody to get their however, whether it's on DC Access or whatever it's called. Or yeah. <laughs> DC Universe, no, and uh, on HBO and get your legally or illegally purchased copies of this times i'm sure you're not getting an intellectually stimulating conversation no for a fact please <laughs> i'll do it this time please uh please press play right now the bunny chomping down his little carrot yeah and during the intro here what am i gonna say what the hell am i gonna say when we do this i'm just like because there's whistler's son in in bending the elements but like <laughs> what am i gonna say here it's a good question Oh, but your complaints, because uh, I don't think we got in, into them very deep in the, the previous episode. Uh, I barely got into, well, I mean, I got the complaint of like, you know, Superman jobbing, but I just made that a quick like, mm, probably could survive this, but that's just an adaptation thing. So not the same thing. Yeah. Do you have anything you wanted to uh, to lay into while we're watching this little intro or do you want to wait? For... Uh, probably watch. Uh, uh, the city looks metropolis looks like a combination well it's mm-hmm. obviously art deco but it also like it's if gotham city is art deco then this is also art deco but it's more accurate art deco if that makes sense so it's a lot more like cyberpunk yeah i was i was gonna say it more has this kind of 50s kind of hopeful future aesthetic it looks like what they'd imagine when they're making like their little dioramas this I is the world of the future so. it's not so recap by the way uh golly that apocalypse is amazing um yeah Looks like Cybertron almost in a way. Looks like Gamera when he's flaming out his little arm, his little leg bits. He's flying so. around. Um, oh, shoot. I forgot what I, I forgot. I lost my train of thought. Oh, sorry. No, that's fine. Was it about the city still? Uh, oh, yeah. No. So were you saying like it's more Raygun Gothic potentially? Uh, uh, Raygun Ray Goth- Ray, yeah, Ray Gothic is the 50s uh, cyberpunk almost. If you could, If you could believe that. Yeah, I don't know if I see a ton of cyberpunk. Oh, crap. Um, what's your timestamp real quick? <laughs> I am right now at uh, 101450. 150? Well, I'm going to 155. Oh, crap. I'll jump in. Uh, and I am now at oh, two minutes. Oh, boy. Apocalypse Now, part two. Red Skies. That's not good. That means it's a crisis. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd love to look at the Red Skies. I think that looks great. And so here we have Emil Hamilton basically giving us exposition of what's happening after the yep. explosion that almost crack a towered them. Yep. Turning the world into Gamera. It looks just like it. It's finer. Uh, no, not Gamera. It's Apocalypse. But yeah, no. I... <laughs> do you think we'll ever do that once we finally finish? Um, oh, yes. Godzilla's if We just go to Gamera. Yep. Oh, I can't wait. Can't wait. I just oh, recently God. finished all of them. So, <laughs> but, oh yeah, no, the, the apocalypse planet just looks great. Just looks great. 
Okay, so here's where actually no, I'll say we'll we'll, we'll save it for a bit just because I want to see him come on screen first. Then you can go ahead and talk about the obvious because he's about to come down anyway. But oh yes, our little uh little buddy, little uh hench hunchback looking fella, <laughs> Michael Dorn. Come on, how do you say Caliban's like a hunchback looking? Guy? I mean, I guess he of course he is. Or no neck kind of guy. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's Quasimodo. Pretty sure Quasimodo looked. Quasimodo. Like, Quasimodo looked a lot more handsome than him. And there's Dayside, just completely like in the background, no speaking role. But again, just there. <laughs> I think it's fine. I, that's fine. He looks pretty funny. He looks like like a Grim Reaper or something. That's the point. <laughs> I mean, Caliban looks like a lion almost. He looks like Scar. Mm, I don't yeah, know why. He's that. that color palette. Mm-hmm. But anyway, big ball of fire, and all of a sudden, enter Steppenwolf. Well, you look a little more, like, anatomically correct. Yeah, he looks a lot better. Like, where's his stupid uh, gold routine? Gold knives all over him. All right. <laughs> well, <laughs> go ahead. State your business, sir. No, I, I, I don't know if I have much to state, but it definitely feels like um, either the Zack Snyder one was taking something from this plot, taking some inspiration or that they're both just drawing from the the same source material and they're representing it pretty closely. So, I mean, just in terms of the Steppenwolf and the uh, yeah dark side side of the plot, not all this stuff with Superman, but no, that's true. Dang it, there, Orion, you gave me the what you gave me the malfunctioning one. How could you, sir? <laughs> yeah, well, it's a piece of crap. Cheaping out just like Orion Pictures with RoboCop three. These are. <laughs> <laughs> oh golly uh man this is worse than the box top cereals that i t it took him 10 box tops toppings to like buy this thing and, and of course it's a piece of crap anyway <laughs> you know this is this is where i said to myself i'm like this is an invasion of dark side i'm like this is this is like this is literally what just League war is and like you know uh new 52 origin story is for justice league but like Man alive, this is literally like how you could assemble the Justice League. Oh yeah, I was thinking about that too. Where's uh, why isn't he calling some help? That's a pretty big deal. Seems like he could use some help. Like this is where I I say like this is not like, t uh, <laughs> screw my team up thing. This is like Dark Side. He's got legions of parademons. It's like and I'm pretty sure this is probably what Jeff Johns looked at, of like, oh hey, I'm gonna you know take this idea and you know make it into the start of how like you know just league is formed it's like yeah pretty much yeah these fight scenes up in the sky like this against the red backdrop that is some great looking stuff and it keeps making me think of stupid matrix uh rev revolutions but done so much better <laughs> oh hopefully i don't know if that's gonna come out of her insurance or not <laughs> or that guy's insurance yeah, okay. or that guy's insurance just gets up again. Hey, there's a story. Got to find it. Got to follow it. Yeah. Is that the only time we see them in this? Was it a little cameo? I don't remember. Uh, Lois, Lois spoke in the last one. Uh, yep. Initially when Dan had the uh, press conference. And then this is the only time I think Jimmy, maybe the only time, but Jimmy does speak after this. But yeah, this is the first time Jimmy speaks. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah, they do come back near the end. Yeah. Yep. During a really cool scene. Yep, no, that's true. Come on, uh, Jimmy, go, go, ghost. <laughs> Whoa, they got him. Soups. Now, was one of your complaints that you feel like they depowered Superman in this, or because I feel like you still haven't uh, 
maybe delved into some of that stuff. Yet. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure I've. Oh, geez, I don't know where that water's going, but I think I've made that clear, right? That I've. I think Superman's very underpowered, but that's only because, like, you know, we want we, we got to make Superman we, we, because he's too overpowered. Uh, we got to make him, you know, more relatable to the kids, so that you know the kids root for him to get better, or for him to not get better, but for him to get back up and take on all these guys. Yeah, so so your complaints more with because I feel like in this show that I've seen so far, I haven't seen him be like inconsistent where one episode he could handle something and the next episode conveniently he can't so that they have like a barrier for him to overcome. So I feel like for the continuity of this show, it's just a bit of a weaker Superman. It is. And I don't like that. I guess, I guess that's fair, but I mean, Oh, I know that's a pathetic argument. <laughs> Trust me. It's really dumb. Yeah. But uh, because especially because there's so many other great attributes for the show, you know, I feel like that one aspect, it makes sense writing wise, why they would, choose to do that but well they have to or else like you know i mean again he can cross the world in like you know 30 seconds or something like that but like can't stop these parademons from coming out it's no different than in the 50s uh 50 in the 51 thing from another world where you know the scientists are deliberately trying to give the audience exposition to make the creature seem a lot more scary when it's just you know vegetable frankenstein <laughs> mm-hmm yeah, and you know, to be fair, I've never actually read a Superman run. I've only ever really read him in different books. So I don't know how how they handle that in terms of in the comics. How they handle how powerful he really is. If they just constantly bring in like kryptonite to weaken him or if I, I don't know. I've I'm curious to experience some of that stuff, but I, I haven't yet. Just shows you how, you know, inconsiderate I am and ignorant I am to the comics. Yeah, because you probably I know you've probably read more Superman than I have, but I don't know if you've read a, a like a run where you're following issue to issue type of deal. Not a full run, not a not a full on run. I don't like I said, I don't have comic books, or I don't have a comic book store anywhere near me. Excuse me. Oh yeah, Supes, what's your stance on Parademons here? If I may ask, not to redirect the conversation, but what's their stance? Are you going to kill them or not? Yeah, he just seems to kind of beat them up, <laughs> just kind of throw them places. Not really too concerned where they land. Because <laughs> yeah. it's weird in his... Um, but I did... I, okay, but I, I'll say this. I really did enjoy the fact that Superman had to go and stop this crater from... or the, Yeah, this crater oh. from you know detonating. I thought that I was a really it. good idea. Um, especially... And I love the fact that Steppenwolf comes in and poses a threat to him. I wish we got a more one-on-one -on -one fight with him. That's a want, not so much a complaint. Um, and then how he deals with it is just incredible. Like... Yeah, the Superman drill is so such a cool image. I love seeing that. Well, not even just that, but like what he does to uh, get rid of the the, the 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 crisis. I mean, yeah, yeah. I just mean since I'm watching the drill, I just think that's such a cool image to see. It looks like a little bee, almost red and blue bee. All <laughs> I can think of is just you know, Beyblade, let it rip. And I like once it's done, and he kind of looks over, and he's got like this satisfied kind of like, oh yeah, there you go job well done <laughs> not that i'm there yet but this is yeah no but this is very meticulous animation i must say yep and it's just cool i've never i've never seen superman do that just kind of turn to drill form and bounce out of the water up and down like that it's just a fun little bit i don't know if it's bouncing up and down the water but <laughs> well springing out i mean that's yeah. <laughs> it seems a little bit nitpicking there but <laughs> but he saved the planet disaster averted for now at least hopefully there's yep. not another nuclear reactor somewhere
there's another thing I got to bring up, but hopefully I remember. I thought he was going to come in here and like break part of the mountain off to like uh, plug the hole. Uh, <laughs> I actually thought he was going to go get an asteroid and like plug it in there. I'm just like, that's not the worst idea. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Oh, and I like this dark side coming to him. Just he is here and Omega beams. Yeah, it's a cool moment. Get sent back in time. For whatever reason, this moment was making me think of a um, X-Men apocalypse. And I don't even know why. I just have like a vague memory of something like this happening, like a mountain range. I feel like with Professor X and apocalypse, but I haven't seen that since the theater. Uh, <laughs> yeah, same here. That movie's fading from memory shortly year after year. Yes, <laughs> it's already faded for me. <laughs> That's like the one image that goes that pulled out of it for me. But but no, this is a great moment between these two. I really like this. And I can see why this was one of the ones that Jason highlighted for us to to take a look at for good stuff for this series. Oh, yeah. No, thank you, Jason, for again highlighting this one. Yeah. Oh, don't forget Maggie. Yeah. I don't know who her friend is. I actually don't. They, they didn't even I don't think they listed her in the cast. Probably in IMDb they list her, but I do not even know who that is. Yeah, and even though I don't know her or the other guy, I still feel like I can appreciate their sides of the episodes. Like you can see that both of them are definitely, you know, kind of very close team players together and having her kind of confined to the bed. That's yeah. kind of pissing her off. Golly, Dan, put some armor on. I know these guys are generic SWAT guys, <laughs> but like, come on, let's like you are like you're rocking the, the suit, which is probably what Kirby always wore. But like, come on, man. Hey, the gunfire actually looks kind of cool out of their little their little bullets there. Well, it's good. funny because I got to also appreciate the fact that in the and give appreciation and shout out to that's a cool weapon. Um, yep. Give appreciation to the fact that in I almost want that weapon to be in a game of mine or in a oh, yeah. of mine. Um, but I want to give pre like shout out the fact that they actually used real firearms in the first episode. Well, it looked like, you know, 1911. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Probably not, but it looked like that. Man, he just oh, shocks no. him. Jimmy, look out, brother. Yeah, like that, that would probably suck. Yeah, it's kind of a funny image. Him staying there in his like his crisp suit, not even messed up. After he just punched out a pair of demon. A little odd. That would hurt your hand. Yep. Oh, yeah, I forgot Jack Kirby was in the war. Oh, oh, was he? Except mm. I don't remember if he was... No, he did. Uh, Comic Trope said this. He was either in maps and or in enemy something. He had he had to do he had to do with uh, his artistic skills. I know that. Yeah, a little bit of uh, like dust and smoke coming off when the Parademon landed on that that building. That was a really nice touch. The way it was uh, animated. Oh yeah. So Lois here. I think she's talking to her dad. <laughs> Oh, that's fun. That's fun. Funny you should mention that yeah. just because like, I, I feel like she's talking with her dad. Maybe not, but it feels like it. Yeah, and this is maybe this is me and just my my outdated ways, but I love all the film grain and little specks of dust everywhere all, all over this thing. Like you can see again on the HD copy, it's just almost every frame. You can see like little specks of dust or things like that. That's I just appreciate that stuff. Good. You know, it's like that's what i want <laughs> yeah i appreciate it yeah well not everything needs to have it but i know but i appreciate that it's there but it just it shows that it was like drawn by hand and on paper yeah this this vehicle by the way feels like something out of forbidden planet yep i can see that <laughs> or no sorry not forbidden planet fantastic planet excuse me 
Fantastic. Oh, I guess I can kind of see that too, actually. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know why. Just it felt like something out of that, like the end when the uh, when the not the Olms, the uh, whatever the big guys are, where they just start, you know, sending in weird machines to deal with all the Olms. Oh yeah, the drags. Thank you. <laughs> I forgot. I remember the Olms because you know from Nausicaa. Mm. It just looks like parademons are coming out from his back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll oh, say. I think the Snyder Snyder's versions of the Parademons are a little better, personally. Whereas these ones look like yeah. you know, squishy toys. Here's an interesting shot. I kind of like the bug-like look of the Zack Snyder ones, but yeah, that is interesting. It's funny, just because him and Lex Luthor and Darkseid will be entangled later on in Just League Unlimited. Oh, oh yeah. I forgot hearing about that. Yeah. Not to spoil anything, but... <laughs> Yeah, I'd love to go back to that series. Maybe we'll do a little like minor Justice League run through. Take a look at some of that stuff. Golly, now this is reminding me of uh, this is reminding me of Earth Two and New Fifty New New Fifty Two's Earth Two. Um, specific. You're not gonna read it. Okay, so in New Fifty Two, <laughs> they did a Earth Two because again, they did the whole like there's only one. Uh, there's only one Earth. Uh. And so in that one, it's all alternate stories and alternate takes with different heroes and whatnot. And Superman basically becomes uh, part of Darkseid's army. Oh, oh interesting. pretty interesting. Oh, what's your timestamp real quick? Mine froze for like 15 seconds. That's okay. Uh, it is at 1635. 1635, sure. Yeah, this, this, this... It's not going so well for me today over here. But. It's okay. You cannot take our freedom. And then Caliban just is like, the natives are getting restless. Ah, finally my time to punch him. And this becomes a recurring gag. Well, Caliban always becomes like the punching bag. Oh, really? <laughs> I did think that was like, oh, poor Michael Dorn. His character just gets kicked aside immediately. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, he takes after his, like, you know, actor's famous role. <laughs> Being punching bag. Um... Where's I going with this? Oh yeah, no, Caliban looks like a like a, a when I say like a dwarf, air quotes, like a mythical dwarf. Mm. A, like a big kind of like kind of like what Peter Dinklage's character looked like in Infinity War. Oh, okay, yeah, I can see that. That's cool. Albeit probably smaller. Yeah, I didn't realize how big he, Caliban was until he started attacking Superman. I was like, holy crap, he's huge. Yeah, I mean, like Orion, for instance, is about his size. Oh boy. Okay, so there's 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 um. Oh, I already forgot her name. But there's um, there's there's Mister. Uh, why am I forgetting? Oh, my starting <laughs> to go away. This is bad, Mister Miracle. And then there's Big Barda. That's what it is. Big Barda was in the background as well. Oh, that's great. And then there's a few other characters from you know Fourth World. Oh man, Mister. Mm. But I love like the. It almost looks like a giant blip blimp. The, the uh... oh, it's a big dirigible. Yeah, I think that's that's another fun kind of relation to this more 50s aesthetic. Yeah, seriously, this would have been the perfect setup for like a Justice League series. We're retreating? What? Why are we doing that? Darkseid said so. Yeah, and that almost that almost feels like it's a slight anticlimax, but but again, the next episode continues on with all this, so it's uh it's more of like a little break. Mm, that's true. But we'll get to that eventually. Yeah. After was a oh my goodness they showed death oh maybe i'm a little behind again 
<laughs> Wait for it. Delayed reaction. Delayed gratification. Yep, there you go. Yeah, that, I, again, even though I don't know the, that character, I still thought that was an impactful moment. At least Superman's reaction. Oh, what the hey, when they show Orion, you don't see the ground shake or the the whole like area shake. Whereas, you know, in these different shots of the the panning shots of the cityscape, we see, you know, mm-hmm. all this pounding when Superman's getting angry. I did love the the rage and it's just like a public spectacle. All those people just watching and no one really knowing how to react. I think that's a pretty interesting moment. Yeah, because Dan was like, I guess, a part of the community and yeah, seemed like a reasonable authority figure. So like seeing him die. Yeah. And this was what didn't I didn't realize until now of like, oh, until the very end where I was like, oh, it's Jack. Okay, that makes sense because we have a rabbi here, you know, performing, I guess, the closing ceremony not closing ceremony sorry but uh his i was about to say death rites but you know the salute or whatever and Mm -hmm. yeah he's just yeah i didn't realize i was like okay that's interesting is that john and martha yeah okay that's that yeah that is cool actually is it no because no that's not john and martha kent because they're a lot you know john's a lot thicker i believe oh but i meant to call out during the uh the previous scene but i was a little behind when Superman's punching everything and we cut to like a flat shot of Orion, just his face looks so like, just like plain and emotionless. It made me laugh. Here's this very impactful moment with Superman and Orion just, just looks completely just blank. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Giggle. But no, this is, this is a really cool ending for the episode. The, uh, the gravestone and Superman there. Earth's greatest hero. Basically, if you, if you ask me, And again, even though I don't know the character, I still thought all that worked. Oh, not the end. <laughs> you could say it's in the name of the king. Long live the king. Yeah, no, Mr. The king himself was... Okay, I'm not going to say... Okay, I'm wrong on this, but he was certainly downplayed. His His role in Marvel was a lot more downplayed than people give him. Like he did a lot more than people thought, or at least mm. no. Okay, I think lots of people know that. But for those who are still new to it, Jack the King Kirby did a lot of stuff for Marvel that is undocumented and uncredited. Um, so if people associate Stanley with all of Marvel. It's like no, 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 no. Jack did a lot as well, probably equal to Stan. Um, I mean, yes, yeah, Jack could write and draw. I don't remember if Stan could draw at all, but like. I mean, hey, the two were a good pair. I'm not even going to say that, but like, oh yeah, Jack did a lot of good stuff. I could say he made Captain America for crying out loud. Huh. Um, and I mean, is he is he's equal to say like Bill Finger and Bob Kane? Probably not, because you know Bob Kane took all the credit for years. Stan at least had some goodwill to at least you know let everybody else have credit. Now, did he take a lot of that credit? Potentially, yes, but. Not as in comparison to Bob Kane, he's he's a saint. Okay, maybe not. But no, yeah, big big uh, footprint on Marvel. And I was reading uh, a couple years ago. I started going through the early Fantastic Four stuff, and that stuff was super duper cool. Got me a little bit of a Kirby kick at the time, but but then I fell off reading that book, just like I 
seem to do with all books that are long runs, unfortunately. <laughs> well, you could say that ongoing serialized comic books are no different than WWE. Yeah, in terms of trying to keep up with it all, with it all. Yeah, I can see that. That and again, of course, every time a new writer comes in, it's just like they, they continue on from the last one in a way, build up stuff or take away stuff. Um, no different than wrestling, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But uh, but I guess are we are we at the final thoughts for this one? Or I mean, I feel like I've already said final thoughts. Um, <laughs> I wish that this one. Um, well, at least again, meta meta wise. This would have been the perfect start for ca- the Cadmus, Cadmus project, excuse me, uh, where there should have been a organization created to prevent like apocalypse from happening uh, in the DC uh, AU at least. Whereas you know, with the Justice whole Justice Lords uh, incident, they created that instead. I'm like, what about the apocalypse incident? Like that should have been like you know. Squirtle, unless I unless they I for, I forget but that's that's not until unlimited so that's that's years from now when we do that. <laughs> sure. What did you think, sir? Oh, I think yeah, no, I loved it. I thought it was uh, probably the best of the Superman stuff that we've covered so far, and up there with some of the great Justice League episodes we watched. Like, um, oh fuck, I gotta try to remember them now. At this point, it's been so long. But it, but it was definitely standout. I'll, I'll just say I don't want to look do the research and remember all the ones we did but (laughs) it was really good um and it makes me every time we go back to this series i'm like oh you know i wish i could i wish i would just spend the time and sit down and watch through the whole thing like i did with the justice league series but maybe one day but but how about you well i know for a fact that (laughs) next time we come back to this series uh for i think it's the little girl lost yep next time we do that i don't think uh, he'll have caught up to this or had started this yet. Oh, me? No, absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. Um, I got to watch more, and we'll, we, more Super Friends. But sorry. <laughs> hey, go ahead and do that if you wish. Uh, watch the way you want to watch it. But uh, will it be delayed? I mean, I don't think if it's like, sorry for the later episodes. Like, I don't know. It's like we kind of have our schedule of, of things in a way. But I get I get the point like this. I get what you mean, though, where this goes on like the back burner and people think like, oh, they stopped doing this. It's like, no, no, it's just like, you know, it's it's they, they come out when they come out. Oh, but uh, but final thoughts for you, if you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, final thoughts. Yeah, sorry. Uh, good episode. Good, good two parter. This I'm glad they did two parts because there's no way this could have um, made for two parts. Um, it does end anticlimactically, as you said. Um, what's Superman's thoughts on Apocalypse? Uh, we don't really get anything on that. It's just action in a way. We don't really get his take mm. on like, you know, could this have been what Krypton could have been like potentially uh, if we hadn't exploded? Who knows? Mm. Uh, could Would Krypton have ever uh, engaged with Apocalypse? That's another cool idea of like, what would Krypton have looked like without if it hadn't exploded? Like, could they take, uh, would they find a yellow sun? Would they take on Apocalypse? Would there be a Kryptonian Green Lantern? Would they have met the Martians? Uh, gone to Thanagar at all? I don't, there's, there's, there's all these questions I must ask. 
um, for an Elseworld story, but none, none for that. The, the point of this episode, though, um, yeah, not much story. What like there's a story through action, but not like story through like dialogue per se. I think the di- the best dialogue probably have would have should did go to Dark Side potentially, just how menacing he was. Mm-hmm. And I guess also special mention goes to Dan uh, Turpin there because I think. Yeah, once we properly do the series, seeing him, you know, go out like this, I think it'll be even better. But yeah. it certainly did leave an impression on me. And watching it the second time around, like finding, realizing that that was just, you know, the king himself. I'm like, that's even better. Like, this makes me f- like, like this episode a lot more. Maybe because it is like, you know, a tribute to Jack Kirby. But I do hope that his estate yeah. and, you know fellow friends and family enjoyed this episode and respect. Cause if there's anything, uh, even though what was his face, Bruce Tim doesn't like Superman. The one thing he can do is at least like pay tribute to all the artists that he, um, adapts from. Um, so mm. that I'm, I'm, I'm just grateful. Thank you, Bruce, for doing that. Hopefully you got, uh, the uh, King's blessing and, or, you know, his estates and family and friends blessing from this. Cause I think he did a good job with this. So I would I would recommend watching Apocalypse Now and then Apocalypse Now Part One and Apocalypse Now Part Two. Yeah, and sometime soon we'll jump into Apocalypse Now Part Three and Four with uh, Little Girl Lost because eventually, uh, yeah, it does very much connect. But and I am glad that I accidentally watched that one before I watched this because we were going to do Little Girl Lost uh, before we did Speed Demons, and I watched that two part. I was like, oh wait, this doesn't feel like it necessarily stands on its own. So we almost I think we did technically do it in order because didn't I say that Speed Demons happened in season two? It did. If yeah. It did. Yeah. yeah. OK, so Flash could have showed up here. But, yeah, no, you would have. Uh, yeah. So we kind of did it in chronological order for once. Yeah. In a way, we almost have. Yeah. No, except for in Brightest Days, the only one that's out of order um, or we've, we've done the pilot. We've done Speed Demons. Then we did this. Then we're going to do Little Girl Lost. Like we're actually on track. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I'm not sure when World's Finest takes place, but we, we'll be getting to that sometime soon. I think that's actually before any of these, except for the pilot, of course. Yeah. Yeah, and that one's almost a little tag on, just because we, we're going to do one with Jason. So, or Otherwise, we would have already done that one. Uh, ah, yeah, that's fair. But yeah, th- of course, I'm always happy to come back to this stuff. Looking forward to finally getting to some comics and the, the movies. Very pumped for that, but... Uh, uh, anything else uh, you want to say there, Isaac? I leave you all with this. Will you or will you not join the new Genesis side or shall you instead serve the apocalypse side? It is your choice. Choose wisely. Till next time. Peace.
Oh, it's going to be back to the Superman the Animated Series. Oh, boy. Yeah, we're right smack dab in the middle of the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Where we would have seen these characters, uh, some of these characters a little more. There's one character that I know, but only because of the Flash. And we'll, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it when we actually play, or when we watch. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that, about a number of characters. Oh, yeah. And we'll have plenty to talk about on that. So uh, go ahead, sir. I'm ready. But since you brought that up, just to go off briefly for a little minor bunny trail, this might get put in the extra bit at the end. But I just watched, um, oh, which one was it? I believe it was Metal Skin Panic Maddox 1, Maddox 1, do you know that anime? Oh, wait a minute. Is this the OVA? A little OVA. Yeah, this is, yeah, okay. Yeah, I've heard of this one. I think this is actually coming out soon. I think Discotech's releasing this soon. Yeah, I'd say that one's one of the better uh, OVAs that I've watched recently. <laughs> but in it, they have a character who's obsessed with tanks and, and military violence. Of course, his, his name's Kilgore. <laughs> Little uh, po- Apocalypse Now reference. Oh, but then boy. in the movie itself, because there's this teenager character, we go to his bedroom <laughs> and they open the shop, zoomed in on an Apocalypse Now poster. And then it slowly pulls down and focuses on our character. I was like, really? You really need to hammer in the Apocalypse Now reference that hard? <laughs> they got to zoom. <laughs> I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> but still a, an enjoyable little, little OVA. Some really good animation. I'm sorry. It was wrong. It was uh, it was licensed by, in the United States at least, uh, Annie Meg- Meggio? Animego? I, I, I can't... Uh, I don't get that. I got that wrong. But the, the guys who released Bubblegum Crisis and... Um, I was about to say dirty pair. That's not what it is. Gunsmith cats. That's what it was. Sorry, gunsmith cat. Gunsmith cats. Oh, I don't <laughs> think I've heard of that one. It's a good title though. It's interesting. <laughs> I'll show you these ones eventually. Don't you worry. Sure. Absolutely. Regardless of that. Sorry. Yeah. So. Yes. <laughs> despite all that, uh, where was I? Oh, but I'm getting my. Uh, I, I meant to mention this earlier. So my complaint for today is uh, Ooh. when I went to go play the Superman the Animated Series that I bought on the Play Store, apparently they're no longer available on YouTube because I guess the Play Store and YouTube aren't connected in the same way anymore. And so I can't play it through my Xbox or through the YouTube app. I have to go into the Play Store and cast it. So I won't be able to listen to the dialogue today thanks to that. Oh, that's a shame. That and I had sucks. a little moment of panic after I bought it because even on the play store, I had to shut down the play store and restart it. It was like, this title is no longer available right after I bought it. And I was like, what? I just bought this thing. I saw the payment go through. I got my email. Like, why can't I play this? I was getting all choked. I was like, am I going to have to contact the play store and get my money back? Then thankfully when I closed and reopened it, it it allowed me, but it still doesn't show up on YouTube. Sadly. (laughs) Shame for shame. Yep. 